Hello, podcasters. How do we change the world? One successful podcast at a time. You're listening to Become a Successful Podcaster with host Bruce Jamoff. Rate him on Apple Podcasts. You have a podcast? Now it's time to grow it. Build your audience, monetize, and more. It's all about becoming a successful podcaster. Now here's your host, Bruce Jamoff. So welcome to Become a Successful Podcaster, where we make podcasters successful with their shows. Rate us on Apple uh, Podcasts. I was going to say Apple iTunes, but I have to get over changing that. My special guest today is a friend of mine who I've known for about three years. His name is Mark Halpert, and he is a LinkedIn coach. He promotes himself very well on LinkedIn. And this is about promoting podcasters and your show on LinkedIn with nobody better than this man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have a Mark, lot to build up to here. That's great. Yes, absolutely. Mark was also a speaker and you always like going in the morning. You always like being the first oh, yeah. guy on. I learned that now right away. <laughs> <laughs> His presentation at Podno 2021 was about promoting your podcast on LinkedIn. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks very much, Bruce. Appreciate this. Yes. And I have heard Mark on other podcasts. He's got a very prevalent voice and a very loud and confident voice. That's what you want. Passionate? Can we add passionate? Passion. Yes, passionate. That's just better than loud. <laughs> well, yes, yes. I'm loud also, but that's a good thing. The good loud. Not the loud like, shut up, everybody. No. But... I want to talk more about Mark's background. I know I think you had a, a banking background years ago. Let's talk about that and how you actually got into promoting LinkedIn and becoming a LinkedIn coach. Okay. Banker, corporate finance guy, too many years. Worked for too many bad mental bosses. Really bad. If you're listening, you know you're mental. So, you know. <laughs> uh, company was acquired. Asked me if I wanted to move to the Netherlands. It was a Dutch company that acquired the company, and I said no. And they said, "Well, there's no place for you here." And I said, "That's fine. Let's let me just go. I mean, I'd be happy to go." So I didn't know if I was going to find another corporate job, but I had enough, and I decided that I would do something on my own. I had an idea. I ran with that idea. That was 20 years ago. In the middle of that 20-year run, there was not enough business in the economic downturn of 2007, 2008. I had heard about something called LinkedIn ever since 2001. I decided I would put it aside. I find out, found out in 2007, it's time to really get into this. So I listened to and spent enough money on LinkedIn courses, found out that I knew more than the teachers. I said, this is ridiculous. I should be teaching it myself. And a second career, simultaneous to my other career, was born. There's the short story. And that's what I do. I've been doing it for almost 12 years. I love it because I get to get into people's heads and find out where the cobwebs are, Halloween time cobwebs, you know, that stuff, um, just to see what's holding them back. I'm fascinated why people are afraid to talk about themselves. And there's no better place to talk about yourself than on LinkedIn, whether you're a podcaster or a guest, you better be talking about yourself. That's an interesting subject that we can get into. 
talking about ourselves and not wanting to talk about ourselves. We don't want to piss people off. We know that. Talk about ourselves. The question I have is when you talk about yourself, Mark, not you particularly, but anybody, how do you do that without sounding like you're bragging? Because that's my problem. I, you know what it is? I like to accomplish a lot. A lot of people like to accomplish a lot and a lot of people don't care. My concern is, and I've had this discussion with Megan a lot. How do you tell people about all of your achievements? And maybe you can't when you've done, when you've achieved a lot, but do it in such a way where you're not turning them off. Yeah. Fine line between talking about yourself professionally and bragging about yourself. Unprofessional. Okay. okay. Huge line. You, it's like charisma. You don't know it until you feel it. And when you feel it, in the case of bragging about yourself unprofessionally, no one likes it. And people just shut down. They don't want to. Yes. So, so let's take a premise here that we have a continuum of time in everything we do. What I did as a banker and a corporate finance guy gave me skills and things that I'm using right now with you right now to do the accomplishments that I want to have in my present and my future. So my past makes my present, my present makes my future. I expect clients who want to be future oriented with me from today into our mutual futures, but it all predicates on where I came from, what I learned along the way. So you have to tell a narrative. You have to tell a story. The storytelling is probably, I would argue, the oldest profession in the world. You figure out what the second one is, but the oldest profession in the world. People engage and remember best when there's a protagonist who is challenged with something and redeems him or herself. Every movie, every novel, everything that you remember about famous people, they all are challenged, they all extricate themselves from a seemingly impossible situation, and they tell their story and gain people to follow them. That's what we're doing here on LinkedIn. So you must be telling why you do what you do based upon where you came from, and where you expect to go in the future before people will engage with you and before you eclipse the competition. Because the competition is probably not telling their why. You have to be doing that yourself. If you don't do it, someone else is going to do it for you, and you're not going to like what they say about you. So you better do it yourself because you'll do it better than they will anyway. That's true. Is that That's dense true. enough? Did I pack enough into that? Answer? Yes, absolutely. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on and there's, especially when you just accomplish one goal after another, you know, you're going to tell your story. You can do it on LinkedIn. Social media also has a fine lines difficult. However, let me go ahead and let me share the screen and let me show everybody this animated video I just found on you. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. this morning. I love it. Yes. I watch for the best people that I'm always associated with. Let's go ahead and play this. First of all, let's blow it up. Blow it up. Here we go. No sound? There's a sound. Oh, no. No sound? No, I don't hear any sound. Okay, I have to take my headphone in? off. No, I got to take the headphones off. All right, let's try it again. Make this a little bit louder. Okay. My goal is to make a casual LinkedIn reader fall in love with you enough to want to call or Zoom with you. Then in conversation, <laughs> they fall in love with you, then they connect with you on LinkedIn, they hire you, and then they refer you to others. Your personalized one-to-one -one LinkedIn coaching includes four 19-minute sessions. 
I am looking for serious clients who want to invest in themselves and in their LinkedIn branding. There you go. I had there so you have much it. fun with that. Let's unshare the screen so much, now. So much Very fun cool. Become a successful podcaster. We'll be right back after these messages. In today's materialistic world, it can be difficult to find the time or motivation for ourselves. It's also easy to slip into a negative mindset, especially in the age of social media and 24-7 news. Meditating is a great way of calming our minds and focusing on what really matters in life. But not all meditation techniques will work for everyone. That is where Genevieve Francisco comes in. She breaks down negative self-talk with her clients so they know how best to use their new understanding about themselves as tools towards mindfulness, better health, and happiness. Her intellectual nourishment program offers an alternative view of what happens inside our heads when we try to manifest something new into our lives. It also provides techniques for using these insights as tools for conscious creation instead of unconsciously creating more pain and suffering. To learn more about Genevieve Francisco and the Intellectual Nourishment Program, visit GenevieveFrancisco.Padia.com. My name is Tim Wright. And Brady throws, and that's caught. Goes Tim Wright for the touchdown. Have you ever experienced open-air listening? really feel the music. Have you ever wanted more options when it comes to fashion and headphones? Well, now you do. Welcome to the future of sound. The D4 has a four-point speaker system providing surround sound fidelity, Bluetooth connectivity, dual mics for taking phone calls, a port for audio jack plug-in, and a USB port for charging on the go. The bass hit me right in the crane. Like, the sound is crazy. Yeah, this is dope. Our unique dome covers provide branding, fashion interchangeability, and closed air noise isolation. Kind of revolutionary. This is crazy. Oh my God. Who invented these? Like, who's the mastermind behind these? To learn more about Dome Audio, go to domeaudioinc.com. That's domeaudioinc.com. There you go. I had there so you have much it. fun with that. Let's unshare the screen so much, now. So much Very fun cool. And if you see the long edition, just plug back in. An extra minute long. I have two clients who actually recorded their voices about the work that we did together. So in order to record it, we all had to go into our respective clothes closets where the sound is muffled. And extremely sound is muffled, and we recorded it, and it actually came out pretty well. So I'm really happy with it. Sound quality new, was very good. Yeah. New, there's a new one coming. Uh, the next one will be about my group training efforts uh, at, at law firms and accounting firms and corporations and everywhere else that's a group uh, orientation. But I, I was so happy with it, and it's people remember it. I mean, they remark on it like you just did. I've had a lot of response this morning from it, so I'm really pleased. With it. Yes, I have to leave my comments today. So I will do that. Your uh, website again is what is it? Collab, collect a collab, connect, connect a collab. Number two, collaborate.com. Connect. Let's go to two, it. Collaborate.com. All right. We're going to share the screen again. 
collaborate.com. So make sure I get it right before I end up. Nope, I forgot. And I'll preface this before I'm that wrong. saying that it's under semi-construction. So just to let you know, I have a wonderful guy doing this for me. So Oh, do you not want yeah. me to share it? No, I can share it, sure. I mean, okay. it shows, otherwise I would have taken it down. So. That, that's true. <laughs> All right, here we go. We are at Connect and Collaborate. Now, my, I, I love that look. You're just about to say something, like you're getting the person's attention. That is well, very we, we cool. filmed it, it. We filmed it on, I think it was Waverly Street down in the village, and it was a particularly busy afternoon. We wanted a unbusy mm-hmm. afternoon, but we ended up having a good time with it, so it was good. It now, you, you do something, Mark, that a lot of people don't do well, and that is you keep your videos under 60 seconds. Yeah. So people get in and they get out before they even get bored. I know from experience as both somebody who has created videos and who listens to videos that after two or three minutes, and even that's a long time, people get very bored and they want, I guess, because today's society, we only have 30 seconds to do anything. It's three seconds to make an impression, right? But what I see, and I've been on this website before, I just want people to know about Mark W. Halpert. No relation to George W. Bush. That's the W. No, 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 no. And, and, and no relation to the Halpert from the office for the record. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> I am looking at you know, being a web developer myself. And let's see. LinkedIn Nuggets blog. That's my blog. And that blog is very informative. I can see right away the sticky situations. So if people want to get better at LinkedIn, this is definitely a good website to go to and definitely a good man to know. Now, Mark did an event. He did a, a speak, excuse me, you did a session at my event, Podno 2021, now promoting your podcast on LinkedIn. So let's talk a little bit more about that because this is about podcasters. Sure. I want, and I also want to ask you, first of all, before we get into that, the social media, is there anything else other than LinkedIn that you are very active on? Uh, I'm in all the social media. I'm, I'm very active on Twitter. I'm very active on Facebook. I have two pages, my personal page and my company page on Facebook. Um, those are the ones that I've chosen to concentrate my time. So these blogs that we're looking at right here, mm-hmm. every blog post, and they come out every business morning. And I'm about to have my 2,000th blog post next week. Wow, 2,000 blog posts. Milestone. Huge milestone next Tuesday. You blog every, every day? I blog every business day. Every business day. He takes the, the weekends off. 10 years, I take weekends off. Um, so the, the wow. blog is designed to give you from my training and coaching lens what you need to be doing right now based upon yeah. real life situations that come across my desk. People who ask me questions, things I read, things I see, things I, I'm, I'm aware of. And I like to keep it very light. And I like to keep it as well, as educationally palatable as possible, shall we say. Because no one wants to be preached at. Everybody wants to learn from somebody else and from someone else's successes. So I try to bring successful people on. I have guest bloggers on some Fridays. I interview people. I post all sorts of outside sources. That type That's of great. 
So, well, yeah. No, no, that's great. Keep going. I'm sorry. So, so we were talking about Podno, and this was um, not too long ago. And the premise, the whole premise of what I was talking about on Podno was, if you're a podcaster, please don't just read somebody's LinkedIn profile on a cursory matter before you interview them. You're not doing them any good, and you're not doing yourself any good. Yes. Really sit down and read for what's between the lines. Try to understand what are the themes, what are the big picture items that this person wants to talk about. And most podcasters who I have been guests with do a miserable job of it. So folks, differentiate yourself and really make this part of your preparatory routine so that you are not only looking at their LinkedIn profile, looking at their other social media, looking at mentions of them on the uh, online, all sorts of places where you can bring together really interesting perspectives that work within your podcast. That's the biggest piece of experience that I can give to somebody being on the other side. You said podcasters don't do it that well. How can they fix that? Well, interview your podcast guests before the actual interview. Have a little bit of a get to know you before. I feel tell that way what, too. Tell them what the parameters are. Who are we speaking to? What's the length of the presentation? What's worked well with other people? What are some hot points that the audience seems to like? Yes. Will this be live or not? These are just basics. Then get into, you know, and let's flip this. Say, Bruce, I were interviewing you. Bruce, I'd like to know, you do websites, but you do podcasts. Tell me what the journey has been. Like you asked me, was I a bank? Yes, I was a banker. Yes, but I didn't concentrate on that. I told you beyond what your question was. Ex ask your guests to expand beyond the question and then be aware of what they're saying between the lines and pull it out further from them if it's something that you think that your audience needs to know about. It's a gut feel. It's a it's an art. It's not a science. It is something that people need to do better with if they host a podcast. I'm going to share the screen because something that you actually just touched upon, and I actually had a an episode about this as well. I'm just looking for the screen that I need to actually share. I like how LinkedIn gives you these millions of screens. <laughs> Let's try this one. Let's see if this is the one I'm looking for. Yeah, this is it. Okay. So on August 12th, I actually had an episode, Do Guests Really Enhance Your Show? And I said the same thing that you did, that you should qualify the guests ahead of time. Because mm -hmm. if you do, do not, they will not enhance your show. And it's probably a good way to do it. And also how to properly interview guests, which was August 25th. So definitely, I agree with that. What I've seen was that sometimes the podcaster has a guest on. It's always about the guest, but then you lose focus into what the host is all about. So I always say that not only should podcasters qualify their guests, but they should also really prevent themselves from having a guest every single week. Sure. It's, it's good. It yeah, you Make can't connect with Yes, absolutely. Like you can't connect with your audience if you're always having a guest on. That's how I look at it. No, I think that's a good idea. I think it's also a good idea what you're doing right now and to refer the listeners to your podcast 
to previous material that you've put up there so that you're not only getting more traction to what your website is doing, and that's important as we all know, but also it allows people to use you as a reference for future work that they may want, a referral to somebody else who might be opening a podcast or might have an interview issue. Look, podcast interviews are like a job interview, all right? No one really knows where it's going to go. We just know that there's an end to the madness, all right? So in the end of the madness of a podcast, have we answered the question? If we haven't answered the question, mm-hmm. then it's been ineffective. And who does it who does it lie upon? It lies upon the guest to keep it focused. Absolutely. So make it instead of like it, a job job interview, you've got the interviewer and you've got the interviewee, and there's this hierarchy, this abnormal, weird internet. Let's even the playing field. Let's research each other. Let's chat with each other, even if we're even if we're yes. strangers before the first time we meet, having read about each other, so we can pick on certain things that we can ask to draw out common ground. That's oh, I, I agree with that. I have see this interview with you and me is hardly anything like a job interview, but you're absolutely correct because a job interview is normally asking questions, going back and forth, question, answer, question, answer, and so forth. But what we're doing is we're just having a conversation and we're getting the audience involved. And that's something also that podcasters fail to do. They don't get the audience involved. They don't talk to the audience. Like I'm actually talking partly to the audience and partly to you. And everybody knows that I do that because if it's sort of like a clicky conversation, you're going to be in this conversation with two or three people and you shut everybody else out, your audience is not going to appreciate that. Exactly. And they're gonna exactly. and they're gonna move on and go on to somebody else, just like we did in high school. You know, you got you got some click, you got five people. They don't want to talk to you. Fine, you go find five other people. It's yeah, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the idea here is that I'm talking to your audience at the same time. I'm prepared for your audience. Yes. So in, in the preliminary to Podno and all the other things, I understood exactly who we were speaking to, and this is an extension of that. It is to yes. people who want to do better, folks. If you don't want to do better. Shut down now. It's you have to do better all the time. You have yes, to strive make to improve. want to read down to the bottom of the page on LinkedIn. Yeah. You have to make them want to listen to the end of the podcast on your podcast. How do you do that in your opinion? How do you keep them see YouTube has a retention rate? Retention meaning, and a lot of people still don't know this when I say this, retention meaning keeping people's attention right? Retention is retaining them. And YouTube, it's normal to see your your graph go right down from the first minute of the video to somewhere in the bottom where people lose interest. And that's very difficult to do to keep people excited until the very end. I admit that. I expect that to happen here in this podcast. How, in your opinion, do you deal with that or prevent it? All right, or lower I work the with chances. my clients. I work with my clients on LinkedIn and I tell them, you are like you a cut the stone. You are like a cut stone. You have facets on the cut stone. Figure out what your themes are. Make each theme a facet. Yes. Reinforce those themes throughout your LinkedIn profile and say the same thing in different ways in different places on your LinkedIn profile. Because you don't know how long they're going to read or how far they're going to read, but you do want to make the impression upon them. Somewhere along one of these sections, they're going to get most of your facets. So you can't get 100% A all the time, 
If you get 75 to 80% of retention of what you've talked about by somebody having read your profile and they actually ask you a question based upon a facet in your LinkedIn profile, you've accomplished something. And you can riff off of that and dive off. Yes, I agree with that. And I'm also going to read your blog post because I did share it when I was when I was sharing the screen. I did save it. On you got my attention with, hey, people are looking at your profile, but they're not commenting. I like yep. that too. See, that's also another important thing in podcasting. Now, what I did because Spotify doesn't allow you to leave comments on the podcast. But you can get reviews on Apple. But on Apple, you can't get comments on specific episodes. So it's always good to have a blog to go along with it, like what you Absolutely. do. Now, I just started BruceChamoffPodcast.com just for that reason. And it's really just an audio transcript. And I've okay. said this a million times in my episodes. And, you know, the audience knows that you need some SEO, some Google rankings, Amazon Alexa, and my Alexa's downstairs. This is why I came upstairs. Whenever I mentioned Alexa, she's like, she has that, yeah, she has that, <laughs> that prompt. And you gotta say, be quiet, Alexa. <laughs> what happens is, you need the SEO. So I go to otter.ai, and I love it, and I pay 12 bucks a month. It's like five or 6,000 minutes a month, which I'll never use. That's, that's a hundred hours. That's a long time. I'll be lucky if I use like 10% of that. So <laughs> I have everything transcribed. Now, the transcriptions are not the best because sometimes you talk too fast and it doesn't pick it up so well. I'm a fast talker. So I've been very conscious of me actually slowing down. And when I do that, I look at the transcriptions and they get it more accurate, more accurately. So it's been a lot. I know the trick. <laughs> and it's important to do that. Now, what you did was you blog every single day. So I wouldn't be surprised, and you could tell me this anyway, if you had, if you already have good search engine rankings. I have very good search engine rankings, but good. I will tell you that my search engine rankings are highest. If you look, if you Google me, let me LinkedIn. Google you. LinkedIn. And so everybody what, wait, what am I, wait, what am I Googling? I'm Googling just Mark LinkedIn? Mark W. Halpert. Google me. Oh, Mark W. Halpert. Okay. Okay. Because there's five Mark Halperts in the world. I still have best rankings. And yours, and yours comes up. Mark Halperts. Yeah, and yours comes, comes up on top. Okay. But on, on, on my Mark W. Halpert, Google search, LinkedIn comes up as the top. That's exactly what I want people to do. Being a LinkedIn coach and trainer, I want them to see what a good LinkedIn profile looks like. Absolutely. So I am less interested in my website. I am more interested in my blog being a part of my Google mm. search rankings, and it reinforces the LinkedIn piece and then the, and then the rest of the blog behind it. Behind it. So yes. um, there's all these things that you need to be doing, and you need to understand them. You need somebody to walk them through you through it, and that would be a Bruce, what Bruce does and, and other people do. Um, but primarily, you need to understand this. It took me a long time to figure it all out and to begin to master it. And uh, with all the changes that occur on Google, you need to be have somebody who can walk you through all the changes. There must be a blog out there about how to do best on the Google rankings. So those are the types of things you want to make as part of your daily reading because Absolutely. you need to be on top of everything as an entrepreneur, not just a few things. You need to be everywhere with your ears and your eyes open on all times. Yes, I agree with that. This is something else that 
We have so many social networks out there and so much social media that I'm, I got a question for you and I'm going to start asking this to everybody on these interviews. When it comes to social media marketing, and I know that you are a very experienced LinkedIn person, in your opinion, do you stick with one social network or do you try to market yourself on all the social networks? Or no, that's an easy question for me, and you know where yes. I'm going to answer it. And that yes, is I do. If you know who your audience is, and you better know who your audience is, all right? I don't it's all about the audience. I don't produce anything that is tangible. Everything I do is intangible and business professional. So my audience is going to be LinkedIn. Look, there are 800 million people on LinkedIn in every country in the world. Yes. And every continent in many languages. You can engage with people in one gigantic water cooler and talk <laughs> about what's going on in your business if you do it well. Do I also use Facebook? Yes, I have a Facebook business page. Do I spend a lot of time there? No, it is not my preferred water cooler. So I go to, <laughs> I, you know, stick on LinkedIn. Twitter has its own purpose for me. I can talk to people in the press. In fact, today I sent a, a message to somebody uh, on in radio news because I thought he needs to know about it. So I I engage with the right audiences in the right places. You just can't yell into the abyss and hope it's going to stick. You have to find the small cave that makes the most sense to talk to the people who are in that cave with you. They yes. want to be part of your small universe. Oh, I agree. And you just need to build that universe up. Like you said, you know, just sticking. Where is your audience? Where are they hanging out? And as a matter of fact, that is a marketing term that even some marketers are not familiar with, but it's very important for podcasters. Actually, it's important for anybody. And this is what it is. When you're coming to with the target market, which technically is your scaled down audience, we're talking about usually demographics. Everybody says, what's a demographic, right? And still, when I talk about demographics, people don't know what I mean. What's your age range? What's your gender? What's your marital status? What's your social class? What's your education? Things like that. People stop right there. What they don't stop is at the technographics, right? There's mm -hmm. demographics, Please. psychographics, technographics, and geographics. I'm very heavily into this. And technographics is exactly that. It's techno. It's tech. Where are you hanging out online? What social media or social network is your audience hanging out online? And also, what devices are they using? Are they on their desktop computers or are they on their mobile devices? Right? And, and there are changes to every social media platform constantly. Yes. So LinkedIn is probably the biggest offender. You have to be on top of all the technological changes and all the marketing driven changes that they yep. believe we need. For example, do you use events on LinkedIn? Do you use, uh, do you have good content? It drives people to want to know more about you. They may not yeah. know about you until they've read your content. So where's your content go? Are you in different places? Is your LinkedIn profile URL everywhere you go? So if somebody says, hey, that guy Bruce read a really good article. I want to know more about that guy named Bruce. You go right, to, they go right to Bruce's link and they can read all about him. Hopefully, as I always say, they always fall in like with you on LinkedIn enough to fall in love with you after they make the phone call to you. I can only get you to the like. What happens between like and love is the magic, the chemistry between the two parties. And if they fall in love with you, so be it. 
so much the better. Maybe That's they'll great. refer you out of love for you to somebody else that they want to help. So it's it's all a matter of making an impression. But yes. choose choose to pe- spend time in staying on top of every single change that LinkedIn makes, and they make a lot. Well, they all make a lot of changes, right? So I think Facebook makes changes every week, and that's, they well, kind of throw us off. By government default, I think, by government threat. But that's, oh, the a government <laughs> that's a whole other, yeah, it's a whole other topic. I don't talk about government on these, on these, uh, podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, but Facebook is making a lot of changes with government, with privacy issues, or just even when things are going well for them, and they're not even in the news at all. So right. it's good. But hey, listen, this has been a wonderful time having you on the show mark and i gotta tell you i really value your opinion when it comes to any of this anything with social media linkedin of course and just talking business in general like i saying to the audience i have known mark going on three years we've met on adrian's network for those of you that do not know what adrian's network is that is a it's not really local anymore but it's a business networking group mostly in new york long island new jersey and Connecticut, because Mark is from Connecticut. So the the tri-state area, and I think they tried to start, Adrian tried to start a, a chapter down in St. Louis at one point with my good friend Mary Scott, but for some reason, I think um, St. Louis doesn't have the business, the, the business scene that we have up here in the Northeast. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Mark, I want to ask you, I got this from Richard Butler. Now, Rich Butler is the host of Toys of the Tech Trade, and he's also the owner of the RageWorks Network uh, podcast network. So he interviewed me, and he gave me a very cool idea. I give to everybody, and that is unrelated questions. I'm going to ask you a couple of unrelated questions. You can answer them. You don't have to. They're not that personal. And here we go. Here we not go. That personal. We'll see where when we're you okay. when you were 11 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? I want to be a doctor. My biggest. My parents' biggest regret that I didn't become a doctor. But who would have, how could I have ever told them I was going to become a LinkedIn coach? There was no internet. There was no LinkedIn, no LinkedIn internet, no social media. Even we had the internet, right? Right. Ironically enough, I want to be a dentist. Really? (laughs) Okay. What is your favorite international cuisine? Oh, man. That's a hard one. Um, I like Burmese. Burmese. Uh, it used to be a restaurant on Second Avenue in New York, and it was a, the only Burmese restaurant in New York, and it closed when they built the Burmese, the Second Avenue subway. And oh, yes. Closed. We are able to get some Burmese food uh, up in Manchester, Vermont, where we go sometimes, and in, in Boston as well. If you've never had Burmese food, you have to try smoked tea leaf salad. It is incredible. What exactly is Burmese food? Burma is the is former... Burma, uh, Burma. Burmese food is... Sort of Indian without a lot of the heavy duty spices, sort of Pakistani and sort of a mix. I mean, it's very hard to describe a cuisine. You know, they yeah. don't have like one, like there's no red sauce or white sauce dichotomy. It's just flavorful. If you ever have the tea leaf salad, you will know it. You can't describe it. You just have to be there. I got to have it. It's one. I'll try it. I know. I know anybody. In my life until today, until a minute ago, that's ever mentioned Burmese food. <laughs> you asked. I answered. There we no, go. No, 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 no. I, no, I think it's great. I'm saying I, you learn something new every day. Yeah. There's cuisines out there. I'm actually yeah. I'm actually supposed to go to Israel next year. I hear the Israeli cuisine is a lot different. Oh, man. So, 
<laughs> All right, let's pick one, just one. What type of music is your favorite that you listen to? Absolutely love blues. I love blues. The, the blues. I love it. Excellent. I love Motown, associated with the blues. Grew out right. of the blues. I love Motown. It is the best in the world. Favorite professional sports team? I'm not a big sports guy. Um, okay. I do like to watch. This people are going to hate me for saying this, but I don't care. I like to watch the Yankees lose. That is, <laughs> that is because they don't deserve to win as much as they do, though they have great talent and they pay tremendous amounts of money for it. I like to give the underdog a chance. And so I don't like to just always see the Yankee, Yankee, Yankees. Now, people can I'm probably have my house burned down and my tires slashed for having said that, but there I said it. That's okay. You know, you live in Connecticut. You can go New York. You can go Boston. You go to the Red Sox. So. Exactly. We're sort of ambivalent <laughs> around here. That's awesome. That is, you know, that's the cool thing about Connecticut. You got, you know, Connecticut doesn't have a professional baseball team, but you're surrounded by two, maybe, maybe three if you count. Cleveland, <laughs> you Cleveland Indians. Maybe. Who counts Cleveland? <laughs> I don't know. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, anyway, yeah, okay. all right, my I'll man. Get... Listen, it's been a pleasure having you on. So, real fast before we end this, I am going to one more time share Mark's online presence because that's what I like to do for my guests. We're going to put this video on sometime. I got a lot of videos to cut up here, but we are on Mark Halbert's. LinkedIn page. And if you're looking to do some LinkedIn promotion for your, your podcast or just your business in general, this is definitely the person you want to speak to. And Mark, it is a pleasure having you on. Thanks, Bruce. I appreciate and it. And yes, we'll talk soon. Good. Good to see you.